Okay, so it's me again back on the airways. Today I wanted to talk about a certain definition that a lot of women have been portraying themselves and trying to explain. And a lot of people either disagree or agree with it, or they're just like, okay, I see where you're going at. So personally, I agree with this type of lifestyle definition. Um, so just sit back, relate, resonate, and let's get into today's episode, okay? What is kosher, my listeners? Welcome back to the Cool Ash Female Podcast. Y'all have heard it from popular people. More specifically and more recently, I would say it's the whole thing with B. Simone saying that she wanted to have somebody that was kind of in her own caliber. Well, she didn't really explain it like that. She just said, I don't want to do that. Got a nine to five or whatever. I... (sighs) I agree with that and I disagree with that. Please let me know what you guys think about that because I'm such a person that can see multiple sides of any of everything. So I don't agree when it comes to not having a person that has a nine to five because honestly, if you do, granted, this is, <laughs> I gotta stress this, that this is talking about just life experiences I'm off the hook, I'm off the line, off the market, all that. So this is just me explaining stuff that just life occurs with, right? Just in case everybody ain't know, okay? I'm taking. <laughs> but I resonate with understanding that somebody can have a 9 to 5 and still have a good lifestyle, Now, granted, I know what she was saying, which I do agree upon. Like, if you have a certain tax bracket that you should be able to supply what you give out. You know what I'm saying? You want to have the same thing or the same mindset financially with somebody and be compatible that way. But also, where is the balance between if you do find somebody that makes less money than you? How do you find that balance of the compatibility, the love, but also financial support? Because a lot of us women nowadays, very independent, do stuff on our own, very unconventional way of living, some to speak, because older generations, you know, with the traditional way, they think you know, man's the provider, mother's the nurturer, have kids, procreate, cool beans, live the American dream, you know what I'm saying? But it's not like that anymore. Some people can live independently, especially women, have a lot more power in certain things, but some women still want that financial security when it comes to their male partner. Again, this is just coming from a heterosexual cisgender female. This can happen in other forms of relationships too. Somebody may be making more and some may think like, oh, this is very uncomfortable because I don't make the same or better or, you know, one person is the breadwinner and 
they just don't feel right about. They can feel guilty. They can feel insubordinate. They can feel so many negative ways that that can impact the relationship as well. So I've recently just seen a couple more females talk about this and it's a definition and a word that comes to it and comes with it. So it's hypergamy, right? So with that term, basically it's saying that, hey, I have a certain way of living or a lifestyle, tax bracket earning, career path, whatever it may be when it comes to a financial tip, right? So you, as a person, doesn't have to be female, it could be anybody that would want this and have their value set as this, they aspire to have somebody provide for them. It's not on no sugar baby, sugar mama, sugar daddy type shit. It's just basically, yes, I am able to do this for you, but I want you to do it for myself. That's how I'm taking the definition. Some people may take it as, okay, you have to, which it is a part of the definition, you have to date the same or marry up. You know what I'm saying? That traditional type of thing that women would typically want, right? To me, the whole sense of, you know, making someone better and the potential to have someone that can fit that definition of hypergamy, I think people should be able to have that window as well. Because honestly, you can have the love and the money. Some people just think, oh, if you're just flat out rich or you got money, then you're freaking rude and (laughs) you have nothing going for yourself really except for money and you're still unhappy. And some people just have that love component where they think love trumps all. It doesn't matter about the finances or whatever. And you could be in a tent and everything will be fine as long as you're with your significant other. Me, on the other hand, I'm both. I want to be able to not look at my purse most times. When I go on a date, I don't want to, you know... Look, I just don't want to look at how much the bill is. I don't want to figure out if we're splitting it or whatever. But I understand that I had to in the past. You dig what I'm saying? And I don't really like to explain the dynamic of my current fiance ship. Because <laughs> I don't want it to come off the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? So... More specifically, in my current stage of life, I feel my fiancé has the potential to surpass me when it comes to a career or financial gain. Granted, he does not give a whole shit (laughs) about finances at all. He does not care. He, He often tells me that I should save money and I should be better at money management but I have no issues with money management I have budgets so there's certain budgets that I have that I think goes with the lifestyle that I live I'm able to save and I'm able to spend and 
his concept because he's a lover he doesn't really grasp it like that he's like just he thinks it's like wasteful spending but not really because if my bills are covered and I want to spend something on myself I'm going to do it you know what I'm saying that's just me so (laughs) there is our differences there so that's where some relationships may crash sometimes because of those two different mindsets and dynamics now when I said there is cognitive dissonance there that's because I understand the potential of him being able to make more than me right or the same or whatever the case may be I know he has the potential to surpass it right so (laughs) I'm like do I settle for the love which I have oh I completely accepted the love because that's him as a being and I'm just speaking like this because if somebody is in a relationship now that is currently going through this it's not all bad (laughs) you know I'm saying I'm trying to talk it up as best as I can so having a person that is just strict love frick the money at the same time Money is a component of relationships, just like sex is, just like affection is, just like having certain roles that you want to play in it. It all is in that umbrella, you know what I'm saying? So for me, especially early on in the relationship, automatically, because I have that traditional view of like, okay, a man should provide for me. And again, it's not no sugar mama, sugar baby shit. I just feel like if, like I said, if I could provide something, you should be able to provide it to me. Because if you show me if, you know, you buy me something, that makes me want to buy you something. And that's a difference between our love languages too. And I know a lot of people go through this as well, so that's why I'm speaking on it. Some people in relationships feel like, the little things matter and they do they really really do but some people may want slightly different or more than that by that I mean okay a person thinks something this is a love language something that someone said that they care for they listen to it and then they you know either bake something that they said that they really wanted or was craving or they write something about them because they say they're like letters or something you know what I'm saying they pay attention to detail other people with their love language they may think items and materials are things that can express their love because it's like oh I have the resources to be able to buy something nice for you let me do it Especially like maybe at holidays or something. They go all out for their significant other or their families because that's how they show their love. Not saying that's superficial. Not saying that's surface level love. Not saying that at all. That's just that person's love language. You can't blame somebody for wanting to do that. And it doesn't even have to do with upbringing or whatever. Of course, if you saw your parents go through the same thing if the dad was a provider and if you even had both of your parents parents at all you know what I'm saying if you saw the people that you grew up with 
have a certain lifestyle, there's values that you grab towards, not all of them necessarily, but there's some that carries with you. And with hypergamy, that is something that I didn't see, but I want in my own lifestyle. Because granted, my father and mother, before he passed away, when I was nine, my dad worked certain hours and my mom worked certain hours so that way we never had to have a babysitter me and my older brother never had a babysitter so they would work it out to be able to spend at least the evening and night together but they would have opposite shifts so that way they could both get money and supply for the family and so forth they I never really understood if they were in the same tax bracket I just know they were struggling together but they made it work <laughs> until he passed away. So me knowing that to now my mom being a single mom, going through everything that I went through with her, you know, the changes that happened, the emotional stuff, the physical stuff, whatever the case may be, not a great story, but we made it out and we're close, you know what I'm saying? So me seeing that, my dad was a provider, right? Point blank period. They both worked, but my dad also loved the wholeness of my mom, like everything. So he supplied both. Of course, they had to split the bills because they, at back in the day, they were just struggling together. So that's the thing, but he provided in different ways. So back to what people may go through current relationships with when it comes to this it can be very confusing and troubling at times because it's like okay if I'm making this much and I'm able to sustain by myself why can't you do the same it could be so frustrating it's like ah you know what I'm saying like you just want to you know breathe for a second because it feels like you're the breadwinner but it's like I love you so it's like how do I help you try to get to a new stage. That's why I'm saying the potential of hyper, hypergamy. Do you help this person out? Do Will they even take the help? Will they not? Will they still stand firm in their own beliefs and be like, no, this is not important to me. And you got to understand that. And you got to accept that. And if you can't, you got to work around things to try and resolve it and balance it out. Because that's something I had to learn very early on and it helped me in my own relationship currently. Because I understand now that we have totally different love languages. And I'm telling you guys that are in relationships and even that those that are single that are emerging, maybe talking, may be thinking about getting into a relationship again. That that may be something that happens within it. Okay? I'm only talking from life experiences and early on that was something that truly truly bothered me granted now I'm at a point where I see the potential is there I understand his love language I understand when it comes to finances what he is granted I'm accepting but it doesn't mean that it still doesn't bother me because I feel like my lifestyle I always had to do it on my own because prior to meeting my fiance, I really did think that I was going to be alone for the rest of my life. Granted, I still sometimes think that way. 
I'm not going to sugarcoat nothing because at the end of the day, you never know what is going to happen in life. You know what I'm saying? You just never know. So I had to be realistic with that. Even though I love that man to death, uh, like we're going through it together for the first time, <laughs> really. So we are just trying to figure it out. So this is all to help currently those that are either engaged, plan to be married, in a relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, just starting out, cupcake phase, whatever phase you're at. You may hit this or you may already have or you may have resolved it. I want to know how you guys resolved it. I want to know what stage you're at when it comes to this, okay? Because it's more than a definition. It's more than a lifestyle. Because truly, for example, and he always calls me freaking bougie and up echelon. I'm not. I'm really not. There's just a certain lifestyle that I aim for. Because I think nice things are good. I'm not, I never flaunted what I have. I've never, you know, been a flashy person. Slight flex a little bit, but never (laughs) something that's over the top. I'm not a flashy person. But given that he is a protective type and he is a person that sees the value within me, it's kind of like, okay, you doing the freaking most right now. And it's really, I'm really not, you know what I'm saying? He sees the outfits. He sees the purses. He sees the shopping. He goes with me. Probably for another protective reason too, because he doesn't want anybody talking to me. <laughs> so <laughs> there's that. But it's just, he sees that and he's like, where like how are you even able to sustain that because as of now we just strayed away from finances because this caused a rift with everything so and me feeling like certain things that I was doing he wasn't matching with and that all resolved with time now he's at a point where he is starting to save and he has a goal that he wants to accomplish for us as a couple and it's amazing like I really 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 enjoy seeing that with him you know what I'm saying it's like a switch went off in his head because he knows now that there's certain things that he needs to accomplish to be able to make me happy to be able to be a provider granted this is not a typical relationship where two people are just you know, not single, but don't have a responsibility when it comes to children, right? Two people that meet each other that have no children may, you know, have an easier time with this because they're able to move whenever they want or whatever. However, in my situation, if you guys relate to this too, maybe your significant other has kids already, So you have to consider that as well. Like, okay, how many kids does she or he have? Are you accepting of those kids? A. B. Are you okay with the finances being split from you and or the children? I shouldn't even say and or. I should say and. And the children. You know what I'm saying? Do you at times want to feel selfish and be like, okay, why don't you just invest in us as a couple? You may feel that way sometimes. 
sometimes you may be like, just focus on the kids. I'm fine. You know what I'm saying? Focus on you and the kids. That may be a thing too. That may be something that, you know, even to the point like how can we contribute to the kids? You know what I'm saying? Because there's certain ways that I plan to contribute to the kids and they're not even mine. And with the age that I'm at, it's like, (laughs) okay, you know, I shouldn't even be thinking about that. But I accepted him and what he brings. You dig? So that's just another added on to thing when it comes to the hypergamy. Because again, I have a certain mindset and a lifestyle that I'm living in a solidarity type thing. And then when I introduced my fiance into my life and early on or whatever, I understood that he had kids, but it was rough for me to see why we couldn't do certain things, why he wasn't able to do X, Y, and Z. I, it, it needed to process with me that he has kids, right? I understood he had kids, but it's like, you want to be about me, so be about me type shit. I'm so used to <laughs> dating someone in earlier in life that doesn't have kids. So this is the first that I truly accepted someone that has kids. And it's just, it's like, how do you, in a way, compromise, not settle, because I don't believe someone should settle, but how can you make your significant other better to be able to, you know, get you what you want? Because I believe you should be able to get whatever you want in life. I just believe that I always had to have done it by myself. So again, there's, that's where that cognitive dissonance comes in because I always understood that if I want it, I have to go get it myself. No one else is going to help me. Even though I want that help, even though I want my man to provide for me, even though I want my man to never even flinch when it comes to me grabbing my wallet, I want him to refuse it. I want him to be like, no, keep that's your money, it's your money. You know what I'm saying? That is what I always saw myself doing. Even though I am able to supply something for myself. My values have not changed, but I'm in a certain situation. You dig what I'm saying? I know, especially within this upcoming year, with my financial goals that I'm hitting, with the stuff that I aim to get that I'm getting, to be able to keep my own sanity when it comes to certain things. All of that I am balancing. And at the end of the day, it's always a bigger picture than me now. And it always has been. Whether it be I get the stuff that I want now to be able to have a legacy, to leave something behind for somebody, aka a child of mine or children of mine, I don't even know if I'm even going to hit that point. And I know a lot of people are going through that too. How do you compromise with children? Do you want kids? Are you contemplating kids because somebody already has kids? Do you not want kids at all? I have no clue when it comes to that yet. Early on, like early age, I've always wanted kids. But now that I'm in this certain circumstances, I already have a family at this point. Like it's already set up for me. So do I want one of my own? I debate that sometimes. I truly do. Because it's not a first anymore. I accepted that. 
it, I, it would be my first <laughs> go around with being motherhood, but it wouldn't be my fiance's first round of fatherhood. So it's like, what do I do? I don't want to risk being a certain title. I don't want to risk the financial, you know, burden of it. Because I understand it is an extreme financial burden. That's why I had to accept my level of hypergamy. This is what I had to accept. So I compromised. This is just how I did it. (laughs) And it may help other people too. I compromised by understanding that my mindset of if I want it, I have to go get it is there. I'm still doing that. Of course, I still have my partner with me. I have my significant other fiance with me. Of course, he's there. He's loving. He is there for me, right? That component, (laughs) that's down locked, right? Protective, all of that. So I still feel at the end of the day that if everything was erased with the engagement, everything was gone, I would still be thinking the way I'm thinking then as I do now. I want the house. So I'm going to get said house. I want the car. I'm going to get said car. I want the RV. I'm going to get said RV. I'm going to rent boats when I want to. I'm going to get a boat when I want to. Okay? Everything that I have set out to do, I have done. That is not going to stop. That's what people think sometimes in this type of lifestyle or relationship. That it has to stop because you feel bad because you're at a certain level or something or whatever the case may be. Don't feel bad to where your certain circumstances is. Don't feel bad about it. That's not right. Because you worked hard to get to a certain point. You worked hard to be able to live a certain way. All you can do now is progress. All you could do now is be better for yourself. And if you have somebody, be better for them too. You can't stop your path of progression because someone is not as of equal or equal or so forth. You shouldn't stop that. You should want to, you know, bring them at least with you as far as you can. You dig what I'm saying? It's just, I know a lot of differences in relationships and they fail because relationships are extremely hard. And I enjoy talking about the concept of relationship because something, especially within me and in my relationship, I learn something every single day. So it's something I could talk to endlessly pretty much. But I just want to understand and, you know, educate others that may be facing what I have gone through currently in the past, coming up to whatever the case may be. So it's just... I think it's important to me because a lot of people don't speak the real, you know what I'm saying? And back to the whole B. Simone comment and video that she did or whatever she did, she's not wrong. At the end of the day, she's not wrong. That's her opinion. That is what she wants. 
And I think it's because it's a celebrity too that people feel so compelled to give their opinion about it and to care about someone's opinion. And they, that's another thing, like why spread such negativity for someone's mindset? You don't want some people coming into your life, commenting you for how you think, you know? There's just people that think differently. There's some people that don't want to speak the truth because they're afraid of being ridiculed. And at the end of the day, I think people rather should always speak the truth and the real as opposed to hiding how they feel because that could be a lot of suppressing ass feelings that you just don't feel right about. You should be able to express what you want in life. You should be able to express what type of lifestyle you want to live. You should be able to express what type of man or woman you want. You should be able to express the needs that you want from a significant other or relationship, situationship, whatever it is. You should be able to express that. And if someone doesn't take that information and try to adapt, then that person's not for you. Granted, it takes a lot of learning in relationships, especially when you're not as compatible as, you know, people, well, not even people, that you realize it should be, you know? Compatibility is not always going to be 1%, but if you're at least trying to adapt and fill in the gaps that maybe someone else doesn't have within that relationship, and you're working towards something like that, then I think the compatibility can increase. Because even if you're the most compatible people in the world, you still have arguments. Stuff is still not perfect. You still get pissed off at each other. You still can't stand each other. You still want to just... Go to your room. Let me go to the basement or something like this. Let me separate from your bitches, okay? Time out. (laughs) I've had it with you, okay? Relationships are like that. Even best friends. Even regular friendships. It's just like that. You guys have to learn who you associate yourself with. Those that are laying in your bed. Those that are texting you every day. Those that you work with every day. You have to consider that and learn. You feel me? But that's what I wanted to talk about. I'm going to just drop the mic right here. Okay. The mic is dropped. My outro is going to be a little bit short because my fiance is here right now and he never has listened to me close things out but I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and I hope that you related and resonated per usual follow my Instagram on cool ash female just like this podcast but without the word the and podcast and I will see you next time until then if you would excuse me I gotta get back to jigging in my corner peace toodaloo